And they're going to give it to Hilliard, the second. You're running back, plowing ahead, and he's in for the touchdown. The Browns drive it right down the field on the opening possession. I'm telling you, did they just control the line of scrimmage on that drive? I mean, that was really impressive to start the season off that way. All the expectations of getting to the playoffs this year, it hasn't been the season they had hoped. What a long and strange journey the Browns' 2019 season was. The opening drive of the season was like a superhero origin story. A collection of plays that we as fans could point to when the confetti had finished falling after the Browns' Super Bowl victory and say, there, that's right where it began. And then the final drive of the season was like Superman conceding to Kryptonite. We watched Baker Mayfield hurl his helmet to the ground after his third interception of the day against the 1-15 Bengals, put a tragic bow on perhaps the most disappointing season in recent Browns history. The 2020 season will be long and strange too, albeit in different ways. A pandemic wiped out any hope of a normal training camp, taking all four preseason games with it too. For a Browns team with a brand new coaching staff in front office, that's uh, less than ideal. But in the midst of the unknown comes hope. An offensive scheme with a clear identity, the return of Miles Garrett, a fully healthy Odell Beckham Jr., a freshly inked Austin Hooper, and the dreams of positive regression from Baker Mayfield. As they were last season, this is the most talented roster the Browns have boasted since they returned in 1999. Probably even more so. Can they put the challenges of what 2020 has wrought behind them and sprint to their first playoff berth since 2002? Or was the 2018 version of Baker Mayfield and the hope that came with him simply a mirage, covering up a franchise doomed to be cursed for all of eternity? What's this story's ending? I'm Jordan Zerm, and this is The Rebuild. I've, I've really grown fond of our quarterback. I love Odell Beckham Jr. Always have. He's always one of my favorite players. I really like the players on this team. This does feel different. We haven't had talent like this since last year, but we haven't had talent like this <laughs> in quite some time. I just refuse to believe that a team with that much talent can biff it the way that they did last year. I refuse to believe it. I think that they're undervalued now. Hell, you know what? 12 wins this season. Jordan, I'm talking it out with you. 12 wins. That's Mike Ryan, producer extraordinaire of the Levitard Show and unflinching Browns fan. I've been trying for, I don't know, two years to get Mike on the show as we sort of played tag and then the podcast went away. But now that it's back, I couldn't think of a better guest to preview the 2020 Brown season in both level-headed and extremely homerish ways. So please sit back, enjoy my conversation with the... Mike Ryan, and we're a couple days away from Browns, Ravens, week one of the 2020 NFL season. Super thrilled to have uh, Mike Ryan, uh, legendary Browns fan, as most people know, uh, on uh, on the Rebuild podcast today, bringing it back. It was only right to have my first guest be uh, be Mike, who's who's riding high in in South Florida off a big heat victory last night. Uh, Mike, how's it going, man? How are you? How are you feeling? Are you have you been like just walking around with the chest out today? Like what's been going on? Oh man, I'm absolutely buzzing, dude. Uh, I, as you know, quintessential, I mean, diamond dozen Miami Heat Cleveland Browns fan. As you know, there's so many. <laughs> Very common, as most people are. And it's, it's just an exciting time. Uh, sports are back with such a great vengeance and furious anger right now. I don't have time for all of it. I'm not used to playoff games being played. I mean, there might be a situation here, Jordan, where the Heat are playing a playoff game and the Bengals are taking on the Browns. This is not 
a sports reality I ever envisioned, but I'm going to embrace it. I've got three TVs in the living room for a reason, and the pandemic was that reason. So let's go. I'm in. Yeah, I don't um I sometimes I don't know what to do with myself especially being out here on the West Coast. I've been used to East Coast hours my entire life and now I'm out here and games are st- like the Browns start at 10 a.m. and now there's going to be basketball at 3. Like I'm very overwhelmed but like in the best way possible. I'm getting a slight dose of West Coast life with these 6:30 p.m. Eastern start times to these basketball games. This is so much better. This needs to be a permanent thing. Please keep the 6:30 p.m. Eastern playoff start times. I, I absolutely agree. Sometimes I will wake up on a weekend. It'll be like 9.30, 10, and I'll open Twitter, and there'll be a Cleveland Indians highlight. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Is that game happening right now? Let me just turn that on while I'm still in bed. So uh, really, <laughs> really great stuff. Um, so, Mike, the uh, the football season starts tomorrow. We're recording this on a Wednesday. And the Browns play on Sunday, which is which is wild to me because even though I am currently working for the NFL and I'm surrounded by football still at all times – I feel as like disconnected from like the start of a football season as I think I ever have. And that's for obvious reasons, the lack of kind of training camp access, no preseason games whatsoever. So it's a weird feeling. I'm, I'm kind of curious for you how you have sort of felt, especially because, you know, you've been plugged in with the heat as well and the NBA has sort of taken over. Like, has it dawned on you that like the Browns play the Ravens on Sunday? No. No, I sent out a tweet saying Ravens week, and I did that not for content, but to remind myself that the (laughs) NFL was actually starting this week. It's for all the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, I'm not a big fan of preseason football, and I miss it terribly because it at least gave me a heads up that football was coming. With all the other sports, it only adds to the confusion. It's going to be really bizarre watching the Chiefs play the Texans, and maybe that'll reset the sports calendar and it'll become football time. I mean, even watching college game day. College game day went from noon to one. It's supposed to end at noon. Everything about this season is different. I'm still sort of undecided as to whether or not it's going to be a good thing in terms of just overall viewing. I think it's a little bit too much, to be honest. But I'm going to embrace it. And I honestly think that the football team that we both support might actually benefit from this setup, Jordan. I kind of tend to agree with you. And I also think that – and. I'd be curious if you agree, like the Browns could just get absolutely boat raced on Sunday. And I don't think it would really, not to say that it won't matter your own one, but like, to me, like it's such a tough thing to go into Baltimore and play the reigning MVP and all that with the off season they've had that I think like, it's going to be okay if they just get absolute, like I'm preparing myself to have that take to just be tweeting. Like, it's fine guys. Forget about this game. Doesn't matter. I mean, I think we saw as recent as last year, when you have a lot of hype surrounding your team, it's not easy to live up to it. I think that the Cleveland Browns, granted, in retrospect, they turned out to be playing a really good Tennessee Titans team, and the season bore that out. But lofty expectations, they're made for special breeds. And Lamar Jackson is certainly a special breed. Hell, he's league MVP. But all that hype that was sort of surrounding the Cleveland Browns is dissipated. And the Cleveland Browns can actually be a good, pleasant surprise as opposed to what we saw last year. And now the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson have to deal with defenses that even though they haven't had traditional practice time, have been planning an entire offseason to stop. It's going to be different. He's got to deal with expectations. 
And I really like, in terms of an underdog, look, these two teams matched up well. Cleveland won this game at Baltimore last year. It was probably their best performance of the season, Jordan. So I'm actually feeling pretty good. However, word to the wise, I'm always feeling pretty good about the (laughs) Cleveland Browns. And I'm always wrong. Um, most of my life, whenever I've been optimistic about the Cleveland Browns, it has turned out to be, sometimes I'll just like go through old tweets. I'll type in a name of a former Brown from my, and myself and go back and just kind of stare at some of the stuff I've tweeted. And, um, I got to lock those away in a vault, never to be seen again. Um, I I did want to ask you quickly too, like, you know, you mentioned last season, when you think about it, it is crazy, like sort of, and I think I dismissed it for a while. Like, oh, that's, that's one of those things that like, sports talking heads talk about that doesn't really matter in terms of like, there's too many mouths to feed and the Browns are doing too much talking. Like I, sometimes for me, I sort of am dismissive of that, but I think some of that came to a head, especially like recent interviews Baker has done where he was like, you know, I was sort of overwhelmed last year and I wasn't, you know, I lost my confidence and all that. And um, you know, he was doing a ton of interviews and there was obviously all the jokes about the progressive commercials that continued to air through the season. Now, Mike, he did make another progressive commercial. It did, uh, it did debut, I don't know, like a week ago I saw it. And, um, you know, what are your thoughts there? You know, it's amazing to me that they're continuing on with the bit of, uh, of Baker hosting people at Brown stadium. I don't know how many more storylines you can have there, but they're still doing it. Were you, um, were you disappointed in Baker for, for another installment of the, of the commercial? I mean, (laughs) I wasn't so much as disappointed in another installment of the commercial as I just was disappointed in in Baker last season. I think you and I both agree. This is the best quarterback that we've had since we've come back. That rookie year, I'm not – I refuse to believe that was an illusion, all right? I've seen the illusions at that position when they catch lightning in a bottle. I've lived through all of them since they came back in 1999. This one felt different. What happened last year – was a lack of leadership, top to bottom. And it's one thing for your cocky quarterback to do what he's always done. Look, he he made it that far being that way. It would have been nice to have a head coach pull him aside. It just felt leaderless. I mean, hell, like, it's such a bad look for Kitchens to be photographed wearing that shirt after the Miles (laughs) Garrett-Mason Rudolph thing. It's just such a betrayal of leadership and what that position requires. And we kept trying to make excuses for Freddie Kitchens. And now, look, this is obviously very convenient for me to not put it on my franchise quarterback. I think he had his own deficiencies. We know that. And hopefully the new coach can help him out in terms of like on the field. It felt like for much of the season, Cleveland had the first drive and we were just winging it after that. There was just no real structural leadership. Credit to the Cleveland Browns for once again doing what they always said that they wouldn't do. Uh, You know, rip the cord. uh, Consistency be damned. We're going to get this right. I don't know if they got it right. But I certainly know they got it wrong the last time. And thankfully, we're not wasting another year with that experiment. An adult in the room that helps the other players act like adults. I think this could go a really long way. And having to stay out of trouble, having to just physically distance yourself from some of that off-field stuff, I think the Cleveland Browns will really benefit year over year. I really do. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're spot on about adult in the room. And even though Stefanski is incredibly young, like to me, him coming in with like, this is a system I want to run. Let's go get the players for that system in like Austin Hooper, um, you know, in the 19 tight ends that they just have on that team with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Like, 
I think they at least, at the very least, at the baseline, they have an identity. Whereas last season, it was sort of like, especially after those first 15 plays, it was just like, well, we don't know what we're doing anymore. I'm just flipping through my Madden call sheet and I'm picking one and that's what we're going to go with. Look, historically, players like Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., it's not going to go well when the on-field product isn't going well. It's hard to rally around any team and any head coach when it's not going well. And certainly the wide receivers could have done a better job in terms of their leadership. Odell caused a lot of problems himself. Now that Odell is on this team, I think a lot of Cleveland Browns fans had preconceived notions about Odell Beckham Jr. when he was with the Giants, kind of realized he was treated a little bit unfairly. That being said, there were certain times that he could have gotten out of his own way and refused to do it, whether it's the, the come get me stuff or being ambiguous on social media. Obviously, Baker Mayfield is going to get some time to figure this out, and they obviously brought in a head coach with that specifically in mind. They did that, too, with Kitchens. Jordan, you remember, we all wanted Kitchens as that sort of backup option just because, man, we got a quarterback that's actually playing well. I don't want to let this go. If it's working with this offensive coordinator, let's ride it out. We realized that maybe that's not the best way to handle a young quarterback. We were just so desperate when we had one that we believed in that we wanted him to essentially call the shots and sign off on the head coach. This is good for Baker Mayfield. This is good for the team. And we'll see if that bears out and wins. I think it's really good for Baker Mayfield. A clip I think about a lot that I stumbled on recently was in the preseason last year, Baker really wanted Freddie to throw a challenge flag. And when he did, Baker was like behind him, like putting his hands on his shoulders and revving him up. And it felt like in hindsight now watching that clip, you're like, that that relationship was a little like Freddie being like, Baker, you do whatever you want to do. I'm just kind of here to... you know, be your guy. I'm your guy. And I think like looking back at that, uh, especially for Baker's sort of personality, that was uh, not the right head coach at the time. Um, Mike, I kind of want to finish up with this. I want, I want two sort of predictions from you. One, I want your level headed prediction of what this Brown season is going to be, but I, but I mostly want your Homer prediction for what this Brown season. I know you're any other kind. (laughs) I know you're, I want you to use that, that heat to the Eastern conference finals energy that is flowing through you. And I want maybe let's start with the level headed. And then I just want you to go full out Homer. Well, obviously I told you how I feel about week one, but I shock of all shocks. I think it's a tight game, but I'm going to go ahead and just pick the Ravens just to give you some sort of level headedness. But then this works out quite well, and you have an opportunity for the Browns to be 2-1 and one after three games, and you get buy-in from players, a buy-in that I don't really know was there at all. There just wasn't a belief. You need to start sacking successes. In, in, I'm a big soccer fan. In Europe, if you go so many years just trying to reinforce things, but you don't win one of the four trophies you're up for, you need to start having something sustainable, something that you can hang your hat on, something tangible. And I think it's really important for this Cleveland Browns team to get off to a good start, not just in wins and losses, but to actually feel good, feel like there's a leader, feel like there is a plan so you can get the investment from the players because Freddie lost the locker room and he was trying to do that cute stuff with Baker last year and Baker started turning his cheek and pulling away from him. And then you knew, then you knew Jordan. So my level headed take is eight and eight. My homerific take, and in the NFL, you know this better than anybody, the difference between 10 and 6 and 8 and 8, it's a, it's a hair's difference. you got to be able to execute. you got to be able to nail your challenges, which is something I had zero faith in Freddie Kitchens doing. That was one of the more egregious things, and there were just so many egregious things. We didn't talk about how bad he was there. 
that can make all the difference in the world. You got to be able to adapt on the fly. Well, okay, the game plan's out the window. How are we going to handle this? We knew Freddie Kitchens didn't have a plan. Stefanski's new. We don't have a, a resume of his to pick from, but he's a new guy. He's going to have to prove it to us. So Homer pick. I, I like this additional playoff team. I think the, the the Cleveland Browns are positioned quite well. I think the Cleveland Browns make the playoffs, Jordan. But again, I always think that. I'm always wrong. <laughs> Let's go playoff prediction from Mike Ryan. You love to hear it. I'm I'm fully on board with it. I do think that. This team, there's just so much, there's too much talent on this team. And I also agree with you that like what Baker did as a rookie is not an illusion. Like this is what he's done. This is what he did at Oklahoma. This is what he's done his entire career. I think it was such a disaster last year that it it was just everything came together to make it terrible. And I think he's going to have a big bounce back year just because there's going to be an identity. There's going to be, yeah, go ahead. I love what you're saying, Jordan, because you're right. You have the tweets. We try to convince ourselves of Brian Hoyer and Andrew Hawkins. God bless both of them. You know how much (laughs) I love Hawk. But this is different. These are different beasts. Jarvis Landry statistically got off to one of the best starts an NFL receiver has ever gotten off to. We all know how talented Odell Beckham Jr. is. He's a generational talent at the position. Miles Garrett, the players are too good. They can't possibly under-deliver for a second straight year. If they do... They are truly cursed, and they truly. might be, actually. They yeah. might be. No, I mean, I think every year I take that into consideration that, you know, maybe it's just the Browns' destiny to never to never be good at football. And you know what? Like, if that's what it is, then fine. I accept that, and I will move forward. But um, this is the year, Mike. They they have to do it. They just have to do it. They have to. They have to. Because I don't want to live in the world where they don't. Because it, I've, I've really grown fond of our quarterback. I love Odell Beckham Jr. Always have. He's always one of my favorite players. I really like the players on this team. This does feel different. We haven't had talent like this since last year, but we haven't had talent like this (laughs) in quite some time. I just refuse to believe that a team with that much talent can biff it the way that they did last year. I refuse to believe it. I think that they're undervalued now. Hell, you know what? 12 wins this season. Jordan, talking it out with you, 12 wins. Let's go. Let's go. 12 wins. Book it. First round bye. (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're beating the Ravens. They did it last year when they were bad. Can you imagine now that they're a 12-win team? That's one of the 12. All right. Well, you heard it here. Everything we said at the beginning of this podcast, throw it out because the Browns are winning week one. Uh, they're probably going to the Super Bowl. And um, because if not, Mike, I don't want to spend the whole season talking about um, the o- the Odell Beckham Jr. rumors that we don't need to get into. But I just don't want to – I don't want to spend any more time on it. I've I've spent enough. Dude, we've been spending this time since they last made the playoffs in 01, 02. I am done suffering this. I'm done. Stop the insanity. It is time for a leader to step up. It is time for Baker Mayfield to be the quarterback we saw his rookie year. That was not an illusion. You and I both believe it. It It's time for an adult in the room. It's time for buying from Hall of Fame receivers on on one side of the field and on the other. Jordan, this has all the makings. They just need discipline. They didn't have discipline. Your, your best player on defense was swinging helmets. There was no discipline. And outside of Freddie Kitchens faking his way in post-game press conference and saying, yeah, put it on me, there was no real accountability on that team. Jordan, we have an adult in the room, I hope. And if we do, then we got something special brewing by the lake. How do we how do we get you into the Browns locker room ahead of game one and just give that how do we get you to give that speech? What what's it gonna take? I'll reach out. I'll reach out to my people. I'll I'll yeah, have them out. contact you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, send it to Joe, send it to Hawk. Maybe yeah. they can circulate it in their WhatsApp. Let people know because I believe in this team in a way that 
I know that they didn't have the belief in years prior. Now, confidence is not an issue with this Cleveland Browns team. Execution and discipline is. That is completely controllable. They can control that. Injuries, you can't. But you can control your discipline, your focus, and your professionalism. And I hate those tropes. I think they're lazy. But with this team, we saw it. Even with the head coach, if they can control that, they have the talent, Jordan. They have the talent. Mike, I, I agree with you. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, really appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your out of your schedule to chat with us. Um, it, it's heat to the finals and Browns to the playoffs. Like that's what it is, and like uh, no one, it, no one can take lives, that from us. And Chelsea will lift the big ears in 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 the Champions League. Whatever you're gonna be me. All, all three, you you are thriving right now, Mike. Um, hey, and don't even get me started on how the Canes are back. <laughs> you're this is peak sports for you. This is peak sports, um, Mike Ryan. Thank you so much, man. It was uh, it was an honor for me to get to have you on here. We've been trying to make it happen for a while, so thank you very much. We've been very trying much to make this happen for over a year. I'm so happy to actually be back on this podcast. I'm back. I'm so glad to have this podcast back in my life. You do such a great job in all that you do. So real pleasure talking to you, and uh, let's go Browns. Appreciate it, man. Go Browns. Mike, I will talk to you soon. See you, Jordan. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.